0: Hey dads, before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know about a great resource we have for you called the dad son challenge, 10 manly activities that dads and sons can do together. These are fun activities that you and your son can do to help both of you get better at being men that are based around the five marks of manhood that we talk about in each episode of manly tales. So go to manhoodtribes.com slash challenge, where you can download your free dad son challenge today. That's manhoodtribes.com slash challenge. Welcome to Manly Tales, stories for making men out of boys, a podcast for dads and sons to listen to together. I'm Don Ross, the host of Manly Tales, and each episode you'll hear my sons and me talk about the stories that are inspiring and teaching us about what it means to be a man. We're excited to have you listen in with us. This episode is part of season three of Manly Tales, where we're talking about the life of King David. Today's episode tells the story of David and his friendship with Jonathan, the son of King Saul.
1: Let's listen together. David got out of Naath and Ramah alive and went to Jonathan. What do I do now? What wrong have I inflicted on your father that makes him so determined to kill me? "'Nothing,' said Jonathan. "'You've done nothing wrong. "'You're not going to die. "'Really, you're not. "'My father tells me everything. "'He does nothing, whether big or little, "'without confiding in me. "'So why would he do this behind my back? "'It can't be,' but David said. "'Your father knows that we are the best of friends, "'so he says to himself, "'Jonathan must know nothing of this. "'If he does, he'll side with David.' "'But it's true.' As sure as God lives and as sure as you're alive before me right now, he's determined to kill me, Jonathan said. Tell me what you have in mind. I'll do anything for you, David said. Tomorrow marks the new moon. I'm scheduled to eat dinner with the king. Instead, I'll go hide in the field until the evening of the third. If your father misses me, say, David asked if he could run down to Bethlehem, his hometown, for an anniversary reunion and worship with his family. If he says, good, then I'm safe. But if he gets angry, you'll know for sure that he's made up his mind to kill me. (sighs) Stick with me in this. You've entered into a covenant of God with me, remember? If I'm in the wrong, go ahead and kill me yourself. Why bother giving me up to your father? Never! exclaimed jonathan i'd never do that if i get the slightest hint that my father is fixated on killing you i'll tell you david asked and whom will you get to tell me if your father comes back with a harsh answer "Uh, come outside said jonathan let's go to the field when the two of them were out in the field jonathan said as god the god of israel is my witness by this time tomorrow i'll get it out of my father how he feels about you then I'll let you know what I learn. May God do his worst to me if I let you down. If my father still intends to kill you, I'll tell you and get you out of here in one piece, and God be with you as he's been with my father. If I make it through this alive, continue to be my covenant friend. And if I die, keep the covenant friendship with my family forever. And when God finally rids the earth of David's enemies, stay loyal to Jonathan. Jonathan repeated his pledge of love and friendship for David. He loved David more than his own soul. Jonathan then laid out his plan. Tomorrow is the new moon, and you'll be missed when you don't show up for dinner. On the third day, when they quit expecting you, come to this place where you hid before, and wait beside uh, that big boulder. I'll shoot three arrows in that direction of the boulder. Then I'll send off my servant, go find the arrows. If I yell after the servant, the arrows are on this side, retrieve them. That's the signal that you can return safely. As God lives, not a thing to fear. But if I yell, the arrows are further out. Then run for it. God wants you out of here. Regarding all the things we've discussed, remember that God's in on this with us to the very end. David hid in the field. On the holiday of the new moon, the king came to the table to eat. He sat where he always sat, the place against the wall, with Jonathan across the table and Abner at Saul's side. But David's seat was empty. Saul didn't mention it at the time, thinking, something's happened that's made him unclean. That's it. He's probably unclean for this holy meal. But the day after the new moon, day two of the holiday, David's seat was still empty. Saul asked Jonathan his son, So where's that son of Jesse? He hasn't eaten with us yesterday or today. Jonathan said, David asked my special permission to go to Bethlehem. He said, Give me leave to attend a family reunion back home. My brothers have ordered me to be there. If it seems all right to you, let me go and see my brothers. That's why he's not here at the king's table. Saul "'Exploded in anger at Jonathan. "'You son of a slut, don't you think I know "'that you're in cahoots with the son of Jesse, "'disgracing both of you and your mother? "'For as long as the son of Jesse "'is walking around free on this earth, "'your future in this kingdom is at risk. "'Now go to him. "'Bring him here. "'For this moment, he's as good as dead.' "'Jonathan stood up to his father.' Why dead? What's he done? Saul threw his spear at him to kill him. That convinced Jonathan that his father was fixated on killing David. Jonathan stormed from the table, furiously angry and ate nothing for the rest of the day, upset for David and smarting under the humiliation from his father. In the morning, Jonathan went to the field for the appointment with David, he and his young servant with him. He told his servant, Run and Get the arrows I'm about to shoot. The boy started running, and Jonathan shot an arrow way beyond him. As the boy came to the area where the arrow had been shot, Jonathan yelled out, Isn't the arrow further out? He yelled again, Hurry, quickly, don't just stand there. Jonathan's servant then picked up the arrow and brought it to his master. The boy, of course, knew nothing of what was going on. Only Jonathan and David knew. Jonathan gave his quiver and bow to the boy and sent him back to town. After the servant was gone, David got up from his hiding place beside the boulder, then fell on his face to the ground, three times prostrating himself. Then they kissed one another and wept friend over friend, David weeping especially hard. Jonathan said, Go in peace. The two of us have vowed friendship in God's name, saying, God will be the bond between you and me and between my children and your children forever.
0: Okay, well, we're continuing in our stories about the life of King David. And I really love this story about David and Jonathan and just kind of seeing the friendship that exists between the two of them. I would love to hear from you guys. Like, what parts of this story did you really enjoy? What were some of your, like, favorite moments?
2: My favorite part was how um, David and Jonathan were uh, such great friends, and they would like never like be mean or give up on each other.
0: Yeah, that was good. I think their their friendship is really strong, and that is really clear in this uh, in this episode and in this chapter. Eli, what about you? What did you like? Um, I really
3: liked the part where. Um King Saul threw the spear at Jonathan, and then, like, he just stormed off the table. Like, I could kind of, like, see in that scene how, like, they're at this big banquet of food, and then he just gets up out of his chair and throws a spear at his son. Like, I could picture that
0: in my mind. Yeah, that's kind of intense, right? I mean, like, he's throwing a spear at his own son at the dinner table, yeah. you know, just because he's angry. Like, that seems that seems a bit much. He... Maybe I should start practicing that with you guys. I should have spears at the dinner table, and whenever you do something I don't like, I should throw a spear at you. No, no,
2: please no, please no.
0: Okay, maybe... weapons at the dinner table. (laughs) That's probably probably a good idea. All right. So, okay, when we talk about these stories here on the Manly Tales podcast, we love to look at what we can learn about being a man from these different episodes. And the way that we do that is by looking at our five marks of manhood, which are strength, courage, skill honor and allegiance. And we believe that each of those marks of manhood should be something that men display in their lives. So, what did you guys see or hear in this story? How did you see the marks of manhood kind of lived out in David and Jonathan?
3: Well, um I definitely saw honor for sure because Jonathan was honoring his friend because, you know, he was protecting him because if he came back to the kingdom, Saul would have tried to kill him and like you know Saul his dad the king was telling him that he needed to go and get David but he decided to honor his friend and tell him what was going on and that he had to leave and it was hard for Jonathan like in the story it said that they were weeping and crying and that they were really sad to not be able to see each other.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think everything you highlighted is great. We see the strength of their friendship, and we see how committed they are to each other. And I think that is a great example of honor. Because what if we said, what's our what's our kind of definition of honor, the way that we talk about it on the Mainly Tales podcast? Do y'all remember? <sighs> honor is doing right by who? Uh, your peers. Your peers. That's right. So the people around you that you're close to and that are kind of on the same level as you. You show them honor by doing right by them. And so David and Jonathan were very definitely peers. And this was this was a great example of how Jonathan was really doing right by David. And I think that's awesome. Colton, what about you? What kind of marks of manhood did you see in the story?
2: Um, I definitely saw courage because, like, I mean, Jonathan got a spear thrown at him. I yeah. would be like... And, like, a nervous breakdown in the corner weeping if I got a spirit thrown at me.
0: Right. Especially, like, from your parent, you know, who you're not expecting that.
2: Yeah. I mean, if I was in, like, a battle and I got a spirit thrown at me, I wouldn't be as as shocked because I'm at war, but for my own father.
0: Yeah, that's a little crazy. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it definitely took a lot of courage for Jonathan to kind of stand up to his dad and to, you know, do something different than what his dad wanted. And, uh, you know, in order for Jonathan to really honor David, that took a lot of courage. But thinking about that as well, like, what does that, what does that show us about allegiance? Where do we see how allegiance comes into play in this story?
2: Um, How um, Jonathan would never give up on david and vice versa
0: yeah well that's kind of like a good example of honor because honor is about your peers but allegiance is about following who
2: oh yeah how um like jonathan and david like really royal to god
0: so yeah so allegiance is about following people who are in authority, right? And yeah, and then Colton, like you said, there's some ultimate allegiance involved where they're following God. And so what what did we see that was kind of in competition here that David and Jonathan were trying to follow God, but who did that mean that Jonathan had to not follow?
2: His father...
0: Yeah, that's right. So Saul, the king, was really doing something that they saw was not really what God would have wanted, and they had to choose to act against him. And I think that's kind of like an interesting story about allegiance, that sometimes the way that we want to honor others might come into conflict with the allegiance that we have. And even sometimes the allegiance to our authorities might come into conflict with our allegiance to our ultimate authority, to our God. And we have to really kind of figure out as many Like, What's the right choice there? And it's not always exactly clear how do we be able to do that. And so I think that's why it was great that David and Jonathan had each other to kind of help them figure out what's the right thing for us to do here. How do we hold true to God? How do we hold true to each other, even when maybe the king is doing some things that we disagree with? So yeah, that's good. Okay, so uh, we love to wrap up each episode of the Mainly Tales podcast by talking about a question that you guys as dads and sons can discuss together. So we want to give you a question that you can ask once the show is done so that you can keep the discussion going. So our question today for the dads is, who is a friend that you trust with your life and how did you develop that friendship?
3: And our questions for the sons is, who is a friend you trust and how can you become better friends?
0: All right, that's all we got for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Manly Tales. We'll see you next time.
3: Bye-bye. See you guys
2: next in two weeks.
0: Manly Tales stories are adapted and performed by Josh Burns. For more information about the show, visit manlytales.com. Hey dads, don't forget to download your dad-son challenge, 10 manly activities that dads and sons can do together. Just go to manhoodtribes.com slash challenge.